Today is our dedication Sunday, once a year, a day to dedicate ourselves, to bring our pledge cards and to present them as a part of morning worship. And there are extra pledge cards at the back of the room. For this Sunday, our scripture lesson comes from 2 Samuel, a story about King David. Let us listen to God's word. That day Gad, a prophet, came to David and said to him, Go up and erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. Following Gad's instructions, David went up as the Lord had commanded. When Aruna looked down, he saw the king and his servants coming toward him. And Aruna went out and prostrated himself before the king with his face to the ground. And he said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David said, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the Lord so that the plague may be averted from the people. Then Aruna said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seems good to him. Here are the oxen for the burnt offering, the threshing sledges and the yokes of the oxen for the wood, All this, O king, Aruna gives to the king. Aruna said to the king, May the Lord your God respond favorably to you. But the king said to Aruna, No, but I will buy them from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver, David built there an altar to the Lord, and he offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being. So the Lord answered his supplication for the land, and the plague was averted from Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will not offer to the Lord sacrifice which cost me nothing. We are shaped by the stories we tell We tell our children bedtime stories just for fun, but they also have warnings and morals in them. We tell Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which is great fun when I talk with my four-year-old grandson because I get to do all these voices of Papa Bear and Mama Bear and Baby Bear. But this story also makes the point that it's a really bad idea to wander into somebody else's house. We tell stories of the founding of this nation, of pilgrims who came here for religious liberty. At Veterans Day, we tell stories of those who have made a great sacrifice for the freedom of this land. And by telling those stories, we also remind ourselves about what it means to be a citizen in this land. We are shaped by the stories we tell. This morning's story comes from the long section about the great King David of Israel, and it is the last story told at the end of Samuel, so it is a crescendo at the end of the scrolls called 2 Samuel. The story goes like this. There's a terrible plague, and the prophet comes to the king and says, in order to avert the plague, you need to go up on the mountain there, and make a sacrifice to the Lord. So David and his servants head up the hill to the farm of Aruna. Now, 
Aruna looks down, and here comes the king, and his servants have spears and shields and swords. I mean, they're the armed guard of the king, right? So the farmer is terrified. He is shaking in his boots because here comes the king and all these soldiers. That's right. So the farmer falls on his face, literally. Doesn't dare look up. I mean, he falls down. What can I do for the king? The king says, I want to buy the threshing floor and the wood and the oxen. I'm going to offer a sacrifice to God. Aruna says, I give them to you. They are a gift. Here, take them. Take the oxen. Take the yoke. Take the land. Whatever you want, O king, Aruna gives to you for obvious reasons. You want the king to like you. And the king says, no, I'm going to buy them. Fifty shekels, quite a price, fifty shekels of silver. Because I will not insult God by offering something that costs me nothing. I will not offer a sacrifice that I have not paid for. David, after all the ups and downs that you and I know about from the stories of David, has come to this point that he knows that we do not trifle with the Almighty. We don't offer God chump change. We don't offer God leftovers. We don't offer God empty gestures. Because God's gifts to us are real and constant, we offer to God gifts that matter. The New Testament is full of stories of generosity, of a woman who pours expensive nard on the feet of Jesus as an offering of a story of a widow who puts her last two coins into the box at the temple, the story of Zacchaeus who, upon meeting Jesus, gives half of his wealth away to the poor, the story of a child who had lunch from home, fish sticks and bread, and gave them to Jesus, and Jesus used that lunch to feed the multitudes, the stories we tell from the New Testament that shape our lives, and our generosity. I wonder what family stories you have about generosity. Maybe there is a story of a a grandmother who during the Great Depression would feed people who came to the back door by the kitchen. Even though there may not have been enough food in the house, she would not turn away a stranger. Maybe the story of parents are aunt and uncle who took in someone else's child because the child had nowhere to go, even though they had more than their share of children to take care of. I wonder what stories of generosity are told around your house. When I was a young minister in D.C., there was a pastor in the city named Gordon Cosby, And at a meeting one day with us younger clergy, he told this story of his first year at his first church. He was the pastor in a little town at a little Baptist church, and when he got there, the leaders of the church, the deacons, said, there is this widow, and she is sending a tithe of her check, her monthly pension, to the church every month, and she just doesn't have enough to live on. So, Pastor, you need to go and tell her not to do that. Gordon said, being young and foolish, he took this assignment. And he went to her house, and he knocked, and he 
met with her and they had tea and they talked for a while. And then he explained why he'd come, that the leaders of the church knew that she didn't have very much and wanted to tell her she did not need to send her gift. And she got really angry. She said, I am old now. I have loved the church all my life. I can't get out. I can't come to church. But I can give. Please do not take this away from me. And Gordon said he learned his lesson. We want to offer to God a gift that matters. We want to show ourselves and the Lord where our true treasure is. We're shaped by the stories we tell. A dozen years ago in this congregation, some of you remember a Faith in Action campaign. It was a capital campaign to do repairs upon our building, but the leaders of the church decided that we were going to give away half of what we took in during that capital campaign. Give it away. We raised over $3 million. We gave $1.5 million away. We gave them to projects here in the city, a shelter for women who were getting back on their feet after jail or drug abuse or being in abusive relationships. We helped start a mentoring, tutoring program at George Mason that's still running today. We helped with Boaz and Ruth being founded, which is an outreach ministry in Highland Park. We helped build a church in Belarus after the Iron Curtain came down. I visited that church. We helped start a feeding program for children in a slum outside Bluefield, Nicaragua. We gave half the money away. Other churches heard our story and began to tell that story around their congregations. And the word over the next few years came back to us of other places that then made a challenge to give away a large part of capital campaigns. We are shaped by the stories we tell. It is our great privilege on this day to be in worship, to be in a land where we may worship freely, to be in a fellowship of sisters and brothers who care for one another, pray for one another, and also are deeply concerned about the community and the world that God loves. And it is on this day that we show the Lord that we are committed and that we want to dedicate ourselves again to the ministry of this congregation as we go forward. Thanks be to God.